Hey, this is Jason Hubbard, and I, along with my wife, are the lead pastors of One Life Church in Nampa, Idaho. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. We hope that it encourages you and motivates you to live for Christ. Enjoy this message. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's alive and active. And God, right now we come from every different place that we have this week. And Father, we come to simply hear, to learn, to obey. Father, we ask you to come and to have your way in this moment. God, we know and we believe that you have incredible things in store for us. And so Father, right now we open our hearts to hear what you wanna speak to us. And God, we wanna respond with where you're leading. So I thank you for this time. Blessed, I pray, amen. So Vision Sunday, I think it's one of those things for us, it goes back a long way. The churches that we've been a part of have always done a Vision Sunday every year. And so this is something that will happen every year in the fall. We're going to talk about where we're going in the future uh, and what we prophetically see God doing because we think it's very important for us to continually come back to what is God doing, what is he saying, and where are we going. And so, uh, you know, to kind of prepare our hearts, we just wanted to talk about vision for just a minute uh, to get us all kind of on the same page with what we're trying to say and communicate today. And uh, the, the passage that I want to read is Proverbs 29, 18. And it's not really a passage, it's a verse. <laughs> uh, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. The Hebrew word that's translated there as vision is the word kazon or kazon. And it means to dream, to have a revelation or a vision prophetically. And so we, we can translate this as a prophetic revelation. It's a revelation of what God is doing. And this verse, you know, originally is talking about Jesus. He is the prophetic revelation, right? We have a prophetic revelation that Jesus is the Christ. Amen. So everything we do needs to lock up with that right? We're not trying to cast vision away from Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about extending his kingdom, his rule, his reign on the earth. And we are simply the church that that is the physical presence. We carry and embody the Holy Spirit. So we are the presence of God marching forth throughout the earth, bringing his, his glory everywhere we go. Um, and so, you know, I, I was studying for this, and one of the quotes that I saw was, everyone ends up somewhere, but few people end up somewhere on purpose. We want to end up somewhere on purpose. You know, we don't want to just wander through life hoping we somehow, you know, reach the world with the gospel. We want to be intentional, we want to pay attention. What's the Holy Spirit saying? What are we to do? How do we move? How do we, how do we, where do we go? What people do we reach? How do we do that? Uh, we want to be empowered by him. And if we want to be empowered by him, we need to kind of seek out what is he saying and what is he asking us to do? Uh, so where is God moving us as a body, a body of believers? And also where is he taking you personally? This is a great time to begin to reflect on a vision for your own life. You know, if our vision is simply that one day we get to retire and go on some good vacations and have a big house, we've missed it completely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we need vision beyond that. We need vision that for healthy thing. families. What? Not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, we need vision for, for good, healthy families. We need vision for finances that fund things that go beyond what we can imagine. We need vision for our kids, for our, our grandkids. We need vision for what we want to have as a relationship in our marriages. We need vision for what it's like to be a single person that's impacting the world with the gospel. We need vision for our community, not just, not just as a body here as believers, but we need vision as a person. Like, let's get some vision. What, what do you have for me, God? Who do you want me to reach? Who do you want me to speak into? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to, to build the body? 
And so uh, these two are connected, the body here locally and then you. They actually, because you are part of the body, you would be a hand, a foot, a mouthpiece. I, you know, God has crafted us each in their own way. And so you are not just uh, here to listen to Jason and I, but you're actually a contributor, not a consumer of this church. So we're kind of calling us out. We're calling and saying, hey, let's all be contributors here together, moving together, learning what it's like to walk in unity behind the vision that God has given us. And I, and I think, yeah, preach it seriously. Um, I think that, I think it's, this, these kinds of days are really important to us and for us because without these recentering moments, we can get really lost and really busy and really lost in the weeds on a lot of stuff that really doesn't matter, right? And so what these opportunities do is they allow us to really recenter and refocus to continually come back to exactly what we sang today, which is Jesus over everything. It's allowing us to, in the middle of the world we walk in and all of these different things that are vying for our attention and, and opinions that are thrown at us and all of these, it's for us to allow ourselves to actually come back to say, but what are we actually supposed to be doing with our lives? As a church, what are we actually supposed to be doing? And as we look at the Bible, it's really, really clear about what that is actually supposed to be. Jesus gave us a very clear instruction in the Great Commission to go into all the world, to make disciples, to baptize them, right? This is what he called us to do. It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. He made it very clear. And I think that was a reason for that because we can complicate it a lot of times, huh? And he wanted it to be very clear. This is what the vision of the kingdom is all about. The other element about vision as we, as we start talking about it is it requires faith. Vision requires faith. Our prayer is that as we present this next year to us, that we don't walk away going, yeah, we can do all that on our own strength. Yeah, we can make all that happen. The prayer is that we won't be able to do it without Christ. Because vision is what allows us to actually fix our eyes on the unseen realm and to believe that the impossible will be possible because it's Jesus doing it and it's not us doing it. We simply partner with him, but it's his work. I, I, we, we cannot get away from the fact that he is the one who said, I am building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. He's not looking at you and saying, no, no, you're building it. No, you get to partner with him to see the church built and to see the kingdom of God extended, but it's actually him doing it and us aligning our faith with that. Yeah. And so as we go through, we're going to present some things and you're probably going to go, wow, okay, but that's good because we serve a God of the impossibilities. Yeah. And so we want to believe that we can't just, we're not just going to believe for this little myopic, like, oh, I can make it happen, and, and I know how this is going to figure it out, and if I do it this way and pull this piece over here and twist around this, and oh, yeah, it'll happen. No, there's no way it'll happen without him. Yeah, right. That is why faith is so important for us. So as we go forward, vision can only be accomplished when it originates from and is sustained by God. Amen. We don't Amen. want vision that's from anyone but God. You know, Jeremiah was speaking to the false prophets of Israel. They were trying to give vision, but it wasn't the Lord's vision. Um, and he spoke to them very clearly. And he said in Jeremiah 23, 16, this is what the Lord of Army says. Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They are deluding you. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the Lord's mouth. And so... We have to be really careful because anything that originates without first pursuing the heart and mind of God is a fake. Visions that are self-seeking, as the prophets in Jeremiah's times were talking about, they were self-seeking. They wanted it to go their way. They wanted it to be good for them. And those are not necessarily the visions we're talking about here. Uh, the visions we're talking about are actually sacrificial uh, in nature. When we talk about vision, it's not about self-promotion or self-getting what self wants. It's actually about sacrifice and laying down of one's life. And, and that's the kind of vision we're after because that's the kind that Jesus modeled for us. 
His vision was to lay his life down for the sheep. And so as we talk about vision, we wanna do vision that lays itself down as a body. We lay ourselves down for the people who are lost in our community, for the people who do not yet know Jesus. That's what we lay our life down for. It's not so that we can feel good or have, um, you know, it's not to make ourselves puffed up. It's actually to raise and glorify and magnify Jesus. So, True vision is found in God's presence. It's found in prayer. It's found in waiting. God's vision is birthed in prayer and it's sustained in prayer. So as a church, we are calling you and at the end of service, you're gonna get a card with the 2023 vision on it. And what we're asking you to do is put that in your Bible uh, put it on, hang it on your fridge, wherever you're gonna see it a lot uh, and pray into the vision. Because here's the thing, you know, we can have vision, but it will not come to pass unless we're all united in prayer behind it. And so we've got to pray into the spiritual realm. We've got to believe and our faith, our faith is activated in prayer. You know, we can say, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. But faith is actually, it happens when we begin to pray. That's where we show that we actually believe it in faith is when we begin to sow in in prayer. And so uh, I just wanna call everyone to begin to pray into the vision. Prayer is an action that happens in the natural realm that affects the spiritual realm. It's our very gateway to the unseen. When uh, the... Just to give you a little story here where I've seen this work and seen this idea of prayer around the vision and what God wants to do. Um, I grew up in a church in Portland, and uh, the, the pastor, when I was there as a kid, I don't know, he had pastored for I don't know, 20 years at that point or something like that. You know, He'd been there. He was the founding pastor of the church. And, uh, and he had this, this very famous blackboard infamous, I'll say, infamous blackboard in his office. And at the founding of the church back in the 1950s, he, he had prayed and said, God, what is your vision for our church? And God gave him a huge, audacious vision. And he drew it out on this whiteboard, or on this blackboard, and it hung in his office. And, and I want you to hear this, is that the church I grew up praying around that vision. I grew up believing that that was going to happen. And I want to tell you this, that there were some of those things on that blackboard that only happened even after he passed away. But they all happened. As we look back on that blackboard now, everything that was written on that blackboard came to fulfillment. And it was because of the seed of prayer the seed to believe that because God spoke it, he's going to do it. In our life, he spoke it, he's going to do it. And so I grew up with this. And, and, and so this idea of being able, exactly as Ellie's saying, to be able to come alongside with prayer and to be able to sow into this, I've seen firsthand what happens when a people stand up and believe in faith that God will do something. Because it happens. And there's crazy stuff on that blackboard that I look, back when he wrote in the 1950s, you'd be like, that's nice. Like, (laughs) wow, great, okay. But it all came to happen. Why? Because God was in it. He was in the mix. Vision is timeless, but details adjust. This is one thing that we're very, very keenly aware of is as we cast vision, We believe God has an overarching vision for how he wants to reach the valley and how he wants to reach the world through us. The specifics of that might change with seasons. And that's something that we have to learn how to adjust and and change sometimes as we, because otherwise what happens is if we have this big audacious vision and if it doesn't happen the way we think, then we get upset and frustrated at God because he didn't do it our way. Versus saying, this is what I'm believing you for, but God, your will be done. And how you want to accomplish that, go for it. And I'm in to believe that you want to see people saved and the lost found and and, and miracles and signs and wonders to take place. And I believe for that. But I also believe that you're going to do it in the way you are going to do it. And I trust you with that. So we hang on to that vision. Vision is always surrendered to Jesus. He is the leader and we are the sheep. We follow his leading no matter what. Okay, so 
Our vision, you guys ready? 2023 vision. You guys ready? That was all the precursor. Have we delayed long enough? Yeah. Is the suspense there? I have five more points. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, our vision, like I said I told before. told you we were keeping you the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Like I said, our vision, our 2023 vision uh, aligns and comes under our mission as a church, which is this. I said it before. We'll say it again. We'll put it up here. Our vision, our mission is to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. This is what we're all about, right? And so everything you're going to hear about in our vision aligns with that and supports that mission for our church. That doesn't change. That's still what we're all about, okay? But there's specifics. Okay, the first one. And like I said, um, as you leave, I'll show you that later. There's going to be a a card that we're going to give all of this on to you that you can take um, with you to pray. But here's the first one. We have several just big categories that we believe God leading us into this year. The first one is in the area of worship. The first one is in the area of worship. As we seek to know God, we will continue to develop a worship culture that is built on the biblical model of worship, values the presence of God over performance, and puts Jesus over everything. And how many could say an amen to that? And I'm just so thankful even for um, our worship team and for Nick and leading on on Sundays and for our worship team to really begin to push the envelope in this space a little bit. You've probably sensed a little bit of some, some shifting taking place on our services because what we're doing is we're wanting to pursue the heart of God so that we can actually allow room for him to do what he wants and that every single time we gather, it's Jesus over everything, Jesus over everything, Jesus over everything. And that is going to be the heart cry of us this year. Um, worship has always been a powerful part of this house, but I believe God's calling us into a new level of that. Yeah. And I believe for us to fully understand and step into what he has for our church, it needs to be rooted in prayer and it needs to be rooted in worship where we learn as a church what it means to actually worship unabandoned. We learn what it means to actually come to this place and bring our hearts and a sacrifice of praise to him. And so this is gonna look very specific over this year. We're gonna do some things to really invest into our worship team, to invest and, and, and help there to be growth in our team through, we're gonna do, these are some of the practical pieces. We're gonna take our team away and do a retreat where we can just pour into our worship team We're going to believe that God just really upgrades our worship team to an entirely new level. But what we're also going to do is we're going to have, (laughs) we don't know how many, we're just going to go with how God says it, but we want to do some worship nights here as a church. Some more, yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! The purpose of which is just to come, spend time with no agenda other than worship, sit in his presence. Let him lead, let him guide, let him do what he wants to do. And this is what we want to do. We're going to sow this in, and so this is what this, this is going to look like. Over these next few months, you're going to see some very specific teaching on worship. Ellie and I have been praying through um, the next, well, the next two series for sure, Christmas and into the beginning of the year, that are going to be centered around and focused around worship. What does it look like for God's people to worship the way he intended in spirit and in truth? And then there will be some investment in some technology things to improve that so that we can actually be able to grow in not only the spiritual but the practical side as well and those things come together. A couple scriptures for us. Hebrews 13 says, Therefore, through him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Notice the wording. It's not an accident, a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice means it costs us something. When we come before the Lord, is our worship, does it cost us something? Because he's worthy of it. Another scripture, Romans 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your true worship. We worship the Lord not only in the songs that we sing, but in the lives that we live. And those two things come together to create this lifestyle of worship that we have. Amen? All right. 
The second area that we're looking at is we're calling it equip. We believe that our church is to be an equipping church. And, you know, this vision is, is, is beyond just what we have right now. It's an equipping church for the valley, equipping for the nation. We believe we're called to be an equipping church. And so, you know, we do this by living free and then finding our purpose. And in that, we want to create a, a discipleship platform or a movement within our church. So we don't want to just have it be two individual classes that we take and then move on. We actually want to develop a process of discipleship that's founded in relationship with one another. So we move from just kind of having these two individual classes to a process so that we can make it clear for people who are coming in, if they don't know the Lord, or if they've been in a church before, they can come in and get uh, a clear relationship that starts building their faith, starts building them on a journey, starts feeding into them and drawing them nearer and nearer to Christ and that transforms their lives so that they can be a, a really, truly a disciple of Jesus. And so but we, what we see is actually disciples making disciples. We don't want this to be a one generation thing. We want this to be something where as we disciple uh, our, our leadership team and, and as we're discipled by our elders and our, our overseers that we get discipled. They, we disciple people in this church and then you each go and disciple people and we end up reaching our city through discipleship. That's our goal is we want to be able to equip the saints for the work of ministry, which is to extend the kingdom of God, to push it beyond the four walls of this church, but actually to reach our city with the gospel. And, you know, that's a, that's a, it's an audacious goal to mobilize a church of people who are here. We want to see all of us fully functioning in what God has called us to do. And that's going to take some intentional discipleship. And uh, I know that this church has a lot of people who are already, um, they've been discipled, they've been mentored, they've been raised up, they've been taught. And so now it's more of a, how can we, how can we make a process that's really clear and simple and easy for people to follow as they come in from the outside to be in relationship? That's really what we want to found this on is relationship so that they don't get lost in the mix. Because I think as we grow and expand, you know, a lot of people, they can come in and then they fall through the cracks. They get saved and then we never see them again. Or they get saved and they're excited and then they would be like a seed planted on the rocks that they burn out real quick. They get scorched like that. And we do not want to be a church full that, that, that gets people saved and then they never come back or doesn't get people saved at all. <laughs> we actually want to see salvation after salvation after salvation and then watch those people have roots that go down deep into good, rich soil. And they become life-giving people who are then turning around and getting their neighbor saved. And they're turning around and getting their neighbor saved. And we, we watch this multiplication happen. And we really believe that's going to happen through equipping. Uh, we've got to equip ourselves with the gospel of truth. And so uh, practically speaking, what we will do is we're working together with our eldership and our leadership team here at One Life to develop an intentional discipleship journey for our church. And our goal this year is to begin that first generation disciples. So first generation may not be the unsaved. Really, it's getting our verbiage correct. It's getting our, our methods down. How are we going to do this? What are we trying to replicate? Uh, and so we want to do that first gen. The Bible is modeled by Jesus. Disciples are followers that adhere to the rabbi's teaching. So discipleship looks like we are equipping people to hear what Jesus is saying and do what he's saying. That's really what we're wanting to equip people to do is to be hearers and doers of the word. Hebrews 13, 20 says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with everything good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. You know, he wants to equip us to do everything good for his will. And that's the kind of people that we want to be. That's good. 
How many just are ready to like maybe dig down a little bit deeper in your life? You're, to, to just grow in your ability to hear what God's saying and obey that in your life, yeah. right? I think that that's a desire for us all to be able to say, how do I grow as that to be a follower of Christ? And so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. The third area we talk about here, we've, we've talked about worship, which is really the foundation principle of all of this. And we've talked about equipping us to be ready for something very specific. Well, what is that? It's to reach. It's to reach the world with the gospel. This is what we're about here. This is the Great Commission. We worship God. This is our purpose in life. And then we are equipped. Why? So that we can turn around and we can reach the world. You can't, it's really hard to go out and reach the world if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's really cool for these things to be able to work together. We are passionate about the location God has called us to and will respond to the Great Commission in reaching our city nation, and the world with the gospel through intentional outreach opportunities. This is not only through legacy, but this is going to be in the, in the life and how we, how we live. Over this next year, we want to see uh, three to four major outreach initiatives that we can all rally around as a church, opportunities for us to love our city. More than just maybe Thanksgiving boxes, but what happens if we were to take that and we were to do something in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, in Christmas? What would it look like for us to be able to step out in faith to say, no, 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 we want to be a people that when people think of our church, it's synonymous with people that love with the love of Christ and pour out with the love of Christ. We have a, we have a calling to be able to do this, but not only is it a local calling for us to be able to reach, but also it goes beyond just where we're at. Um, part of our, our partnership here with our church is with Sun City Church in Spokane. Pastor Danny, many of you know Pastor Danny and Jamie Schultz. He's been here before. He's actually been an overseer of, of our church since the very beginning. And, uh, and we're working with him in actually planting some churches this next year with some specific people that are going to be going out and planting and that we get to partner with, whether that's through prayer, financially, maybe as we present this, and I'm, I don't even want to say that, but maybe God will speak to one of your hearts to actually go and be part of that. It won't happen. That's not what he's going to do. But... <laughs> If he did, I'm totally kidding. If he did, we would support you. <laughs> no, we totally would because we believe that God has called us to reach our nation. And so we're going to be praying through those things and we're going to be presenting those opportunities for us to really rally around. And, uh, and then also missions trips. Because of our relationship with our network churches, we have invitation to go on any missions trips that they do this next year. Which means in your life, if you have a real desire for missions and to step onto foreign soil and to go and be the hands of feet in Jesus around the world, we're going to have opportunity to be able to do that this year. And you're going to be able to, how many would really enjoy being able to go on a missions trip? Oh yeah. Okay. The whole, okay, cool. Well, cool. Great. We'll just take the whole church. All right. But we have the incredible opportunity to be able to do that. And then also we're really going to be praying into, and this is not something that'll just be overnight, but it will be one of the prayer points is for us to really find who are some missionaries that are actually doing the work of missions that we can partner with. We can pray, we can support, we can come alongside and we can champion them, whether we take a team to go and love and support with them, or we just send them encouragement on an ongoing basis. Whatever that looks like, we're going to look at as a church, prayerfully consider who are some of those people that we could come alongside and really support. And, uh, and I think that will really do a lot because I think it'll just keep the nations in front of us, yeah. right? It's one thing to say, yeah, we're a church that believes in reaching the nations with the gospel. It's another thing when we say, oh, and what that means is there's a missionary who's a missionary in India or, or Asia or Sudan, and we're supporting them and praying for them and sowing into them. It gives real tangible uh, aspect to that. So it's not just this ambiguous thing, but it's something very specific. Uh, we know this, Matthew 10, this is the Great Commission in a different way. But Jesus said this, as you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you receive, freely you give. I love that little phrase at the beginning of that passage. It just says, as you go. One life, as you go. As you go, be a carrier of the kingdom of heaven. I want to believe that some of us are going to pray 
and see the sick healed. Anybody want to raise the dead? How about cleanse those with leprosy or COVID? (laughs) Drive out demons? That'd be pretty cool. Do we believe for that? Do we believe that God wants to empower us to be carriers of his presence to affect the world? Man, Peter, his shadow, right? Remember, his shadow healed people. I want that. Let's believe for that. You guys good? Everybody doing okay? I know this, this is, and we get it. We know that we're presenting some kind of crazy out of the box ideas, but they're Bible ideas, right? So God is actually so much bigger than what we limit him to. We kind of try to put God in this little box and we put ourselves in that box with him. We say, oh, we can't do that. It's too much. It's too big. I can't, I can't, I can't. But God is the God of miracles and he comes to empower his people to move us out from our ordinary living into this kingdom living that is so beyond anything that we could think or imagine, right? So the next thing, this, this, we kind of, we want to just impart this into our church. It's a, it's a heart for the next generation. In the Bible, when I read the Bible, God cares a lot about the next generation, He cares a lot about our generation, but over and over and over, he says, tell the next generation, tell the next generation, make sure the next generation knows because he knows that if we don't communicate to the next generation, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen if we don't impart this heart of faith? What's gonna happen if we don't tell them about Jesus? What's gonna happen if we just kind of think like, oh, they're too lost, they're too whatever, and we just don't invest any time or resource into them? What's gonna happen is they're going to be like the Israelites after Joshua's generation went in and conquered and possessed the land, the very next generation, the Bible says, forgot. They forgot. They were so busy trying to take the land that they forgot about their own children. And we can't be a church that does that. We want to be a multi-generational church. And that doesn't just mean that we have multi-generations in it. It means that in 30 years, I want the kids in those classes to be the ones leading this church. In, in 30 years, I want to see all those children in that room over there. I want to see them being the ones to prophesy and to preach and to pray and to lead the small groups. And they're the ones running this house. I want to see our sons and daughters being the ones who are going out as missionaries who are multiplying this house, who are the ones who are raised up with the the gospel in their heart, ready to go wherever the Lord would have them go. So when we say it's a multi-generation church, it's not just meaning we have every generation represented. It means we have every generation mobilized and active and ready and going. And we are sowing into that next generation with our hearts and our souls. We are literally laying our lives down to watch our children become followers of Jesus because that is the goal, right? I mean, amen. (laughs) Psalm 78, four through seven says, we will not hide them from our children, but we will tell the future generation the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, his might and the wondrous works he has performed. Let us be a church that does that. Let us be a church that does that. So, With that in mind, (laughs) we have some great opportunities for our kids and our students. And when I say this, I'm not just talking about little kids. I'm talking about our teenagers as well. You know, we have these network churches that have so graciously offered for us to bring our kids to their youth camps this next summer. We have some conferences they can go to. um, And we want to actually invest in some invite nights for our youth. So right now, our student ministries is a small group. And there is a small group of children. But Jason and I don't see a small group of children for the future. We see a a large number of youth, a very large number of youth who are in small groups being discipled. Small groups of of students that are being discipled and raised up and equipped with the gospel. Uh, We want to see those students here. So how do we get them here? 
um, how do we grow our student ministry? And so we're looking at a couple of different ways. One of them is called invite nights. We've seen that work in other churches. Um, and we really feel like the Lord has put us in a position to begin having our students invite their friends, invite people, and just see what God will do. Uh, he's faithful to meet us in this space. Um, we also are going to you know, go to those conferences and camps and begin equipping our, our kids, really, and putting them around some other people who have big faith and big vision and uh, let them get imparted uh, with that. And um, for our kids, we also are planning to have a kids camp or like a day camp in summer 2023. So this next summer, we're planning to have something for our kids to come and worship Jesus with their whole hearts. We're going to impart vision and life into them. We're going to give them the gospel. We're going to pray for them. Jason and I have a huge heart for this. We did kids camps for years and years before uh, we came to Idaho. And kids have a special place in our heart. And we have watched kids get filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues. We've watched kids get healed. We've watched kids pray for other kids and those kids get healed. We've watched things happen in kids that there is no junior Holy Spirit. There is no um, Holy Spirit that is, you know, just for the, the little kids. He's for all of us and he can move in them just like he can move in us. And we want to be a church that moves those children uh, and gives them the gospel and watches the Holy Spirit fill them. Uh, you know, our son, Dustin, he's five and right before we came to One Life, he got saved. So we were praying as a family and um, he was telling us this uh, story that he uh, had as a vision and it was Jesus driving with him in a tractor. And, um, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's my son. He loves tractors. So he, he's driving in a tractor and he's like, Jesus was talking to me and he's like, I'm giving you a new heart. How's your heart? Yeah, how is your heart? And he's like, it's okay. And Jesus said, I want to give you a new heart. And so Dustin, out of that vision, was like, so I think I have two hearts now. And we were like, no, you don't have two hearts. You have one heart, but Jesus wants to give you a new heart. And so we led him, into the, we led him through the salvation prayer, and he prayed with great faith. And then I kid you not, we watched the boy be filled with the Holy Spirit right then and there because he started running around the room, like at full speed, going, I love Jesus! I love Jesus! And you know what? He's five, and he just got, I mean, he got filled with the Spirit. We all talk about it still, even we were just laughing about it the other day, that Jesus filled him and, and gave him this gospel message, I love Jesus and he loves me. And he gave it to him at five. And so we can watch our whole church begin to experience that kind of thing. So what I wanna, what I wanna sow into you today is, let's be a church that cares about the next generation. And so we need to build our teams in children's ministry, uh, kids' life. They need people. So if you, if you are free on a Sunday morning to go and be with some kids and just tell them the gospel, sign up. Go find Brienne. Go and, and volunteer your time and literally give to the next generation. If you have a heart for students, for teenagers, they scare me sometimes, but I, I'm just being honest. I love the little kids. And then I, I feel like a teenager when I'm talking to teenagers and I go back to my 14 year old self who was very insecure. And I'm like, Oh, um, but if you are not <laughs> that person, you're still cool. Um, you go. And I, I actually think what we need is mothers and fathers of the faith to go and be with our youth. We need some 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds, 70 year olds, 80 year olds, I don't know, to go and just be with our youth. And I think that when they see the mother and father heart, they're gonna come back over and over and over again because we need some mothers and fathers in the house to rise up and be like, I'm gonna champion you. I'm gonna speak truth into you. I love you. And even when you're walking away from God, I'm still gonna call you. I'm still gonna reach out to you. I'm still gonna tell you that you're, you can come back. You can come back. He loves you so much. He cares about you and we can be that church. Okay, sorry, I could preach about the next gen for probably a decade, so I'll stop. Last time we ever preached together. <laughs> sorry, we are going to go all day because I'm going to keep talking about <laughs> nope, next gen. Nope, we're not going all day. 
<laughs> no, it's good. I, I want to say this too, and then we're going to, I want to present the last piece of this. Um, in believing in faith that God is going to bring these things to fruition, I want you to know this too. We also believe that God is going to give us the pace and the timing at which to do these things. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we present and it's like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Is that all like happening at once? You know, like, wow. No, we believe God to lead us in the pace at which to step into these things. Um, one of the things that, that we've been talking about with uh, the team is um, rhythms of rest, Rhythms of rest. And what does this look like? And I believe it wholeheartedly that God has for our teams, those who have been serving so faithfully for so long, rhythms of rest. That doesn't negate the vision of what God wants to do, but it's how he actually accomplishes it to give us this ability to rest and allow our souls to be at peace and then follow his leading and the timing and all of those things. And so know as we're presenting this, we're presenting not only what we see God wanting to do, but we're fully submitted to how and when he wants to do it, yeah. right? And, and so know that, that for us, we're not rushing into anything, but we're just believing that God is going to lead us at the right tempo and at the right time for that. The final thing, and I'm just going to put this up here, and I'm sure this is going to get all kinds of reactions, and then I want to talk about it. So put the next one up here. Church building. We, we want to begin to believe that God has a building for us. How many believe that God has a building for us? And... Uh, and it's not just a building that we can have a building to say, yeah, we gather together. That's not the point. Everything that we shared today with worship, with equipping, and with reaching, all is tied into what we believe is the vision behind a building for us. It's a place where we can gather and we can worship. It's a place where we can be equipped and equipped one another. And it's a place that we can use to be able to reach our community with the gospel. It's not just this place we gather on Sunday just to have church, but it's a, it's a heartbeat and a ray of light into our community. We want to believe God has that for us, and I believe he does. And I also believe it's going to totally blow us away at how he wants to do it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, we follow, a while ago, we followed a, uh, a pastor in a little town in Illinois, and uh, his story is pretty cool. But when he planted a church, he was looking for a building. And the city came to him. The city said, hey, we've got this old post office. We want to give it to you. Well, you can't actually do that. So he had to buy it for a penny. God gave him a church for a penny. What's really cool is as you read the story of this church and it it has a coffee shop that's open all the time it has a wine tasting bar i'm not saying that that's what we're gonna do i'm just <laughs> saying you know like just saying it has an event center it's it's this place in the community where that church reaches the lost and they do church on sundays how many, yeah, to do that, tell me how to do that, please. <laughs> tell me how to do that. <laughs> if, if Siri knows how to do that, I'd love to know. <laughs> I believe that God has a really cool gift for us. And it's gonna be something to position us for what he wants to do in us. This is gonna be a huge step of faith. And here, don't hear what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is in 2023, we're getting a building. What I am saying is starting in 2023, we're going to pray like nobody's business for what God has. And with legacy, we are going to start sowing into positioning ourselves to be ready to step into a building situation as God presents it to us. So next year, will we have a building? Who knows what God wants to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is part of what we want to do. Wrapping it up, we have three very simple things, and then we're going to conclude. Thanks for allowing us to go over a few minutes here. Um, Ellie's going to share a few things, and then we'll just we'll kind of conclude the service. So the ways to support the vision, to be a part of the vision, there's 
three simple things that we wrote down, and I believe they were from the Lord. The first one is pray, and we've talked about that already. But begin to pray about the vision. And, and it's not just praying about the vision we have right here, but it's praying about your vision too, asking the Lord for vision for your life. And let's begin to believe for big things that God wants to do in us and our community. We're going to pray for those things. And then the second thing is to engage with the, the vision. Attend the welcome dinner, join a team, join a small group. Uh, the vision that we have is going to take our whole body, our whole body right here, every single one of us engaging. Um, we've got to all play a part because we're a body. And if the foot is missing, we walk with a limp. Literally, we walk with a limp. And so we've got to have every single person engaged, fully in, fully in with us. And um, whatever part that is, no part is too small or too big. There's none that is greater than the other. Each part plays a purpose and has a point. And I don't think that God designed our bodies uh, wrong. And one part is, I mean, I know they take out the the appendix and they say it doesn't have value, but I was reading the other day that it actually does. So um, even the appendix has a, a, a point. Um, the second thing is, third thing, sorry. The third thing is to give to the vision. With the legacy offering on December 4th, we're gonna begin funding some of these areas. So funding next gen. We wanna pour into next gen. We wanna upgrade some classrooms. We wanna um, send our- uh, You already talked about next gen. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll stop, I'm done. Um, so yeah, so legacy, so into the vision. We're good, right? <laughs> I got to be stopped when I start talking about that. So anyway, we're done. Um, <laughs> Jason's going to share one thing and then we'll be done. I'm kidding. Going next gen uh, teams. <laughs> uh, we, we, we are really excited about this because we think that um, obviously God's got something really cool for us. Um, but we're excited because we get to do it with you guys and we get to do this together. And we're really, really looking forward to this next year, what God has for us, stepping into this. How many hear what we're saying today, our hearts and feel like, yeah, I can, my heart can rally around that. Like I can, I can rally around that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, as you go today uh, at the doors, we have a, a card that we put together for you. And it has literally everything we talked about today. And the point is to take it, to put it in your Bible. We try to make it Bible size. Uh, to put it in your Bible, up on the refrigerator, something where you can look at it on a regular basis to, be, uh, to begin to pray and to be able to seek God for it. This is also in the app. So you can find a digital copy in the app if you'd rather do it that way. That's there, okay? It'll be up after service today, all right? Um, one piece on here, uh, just really quickly for you. Um, with all of this that we talked about, uh, vision, uh, one thing that we want to be transparent about, but also just know uh, and be able to see what God is doing is we wanted to provide you with a financial report of this last year. Uh, a financial report of our income and our expenses so that you can actually see what that looks like. And so what we did is we put together, again, this is a little different just because of all the transition and change and everything. But we put together a year at a glance, which would have been October 1 through September 30th. Did I say that right? I did it. October 1 of 2021. Thank you. Thank you. Through September 30th of this year. And so we gave you kind of just a year snapshot on there. Um, there's a QR code on this card that you can scan. This will also be in the app as well. So you can check that out, review it, look at it, uh, and then ask any questions that you have around that. Uh, we'd love to be able to sit with you and process that. Um, you will see that there's a little bit of a deficit between expenses and income. Uh, and I want you to know that that was covered with savings. We are debt-free. We carry no debt, including ARC, which was paid off, which is so cool. Um, and... Uh, so just so you know, when you're kind of looking at the numbers and everything there, um, but that's on there. We wanted you to be able to have that. Okay. Everyone doing good. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's stand. And uh, I'm going to close this way. Uh, I want the band to come join me on the stage and we're going to get ready to uh, close service out today. Um, I want to do... Very simply, I just want to pray. 
um, over this, what God wants to do, and commit it to him. We feel that this is what God has put in our heart for this year, but we are totally in for putting that right back at his feet and saying, God, you do what you want to do in the time you want to do it and how you want to do it. And so that's what we're going to do. I want to dedicate this next year to him, to the work of his hand in our church, to the moving of his spirit and how he wants to direct us and guide us. And then we're going to sing Jesus over everything as we end, which I think is just such an incredible declaration for us to be able to step into. When we look at like that, the whole point of worship for us this year, we're going to believe that that's what it is. But um, we're, we're going to do that as we conclude the service. Um, as we always do, we will have prayer teams up here um, at the end of service. And if you would like prayer for anything, please come and receive prayer for that. On your way out, we will have the cards and, and all of that out there. Um, also, uh, for those of you who give tithes and offerings right here in person uh, through checks and cash and all of that, you can dump those in the bucket on your way out as well. Thank you for being such a generous church. Um, you are so amazing, and I'm so grateful for everything that's sown in and what God is allowing us to be able to do through that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity. Be praying about legacy here. Um, that's coming up in just a few weeks, but uh, let me pray, and then we will uh, we'll sing and we'll conclude. Father, we just bring all of this before you, and God, we know that you have put some incredible things in our heart, but Lord, we want to just bring everything right back to you to trust you with it, and Father, I've asked today that you would take what we've talked about today and you would breathe your life into it. We ask for miracles. We ask for signs and wonders to take place. Lord, we ask you to have free rule and reign to do what you want to do at One Life. And Father, as we look to this next year, to 2023, Lord, we dedicate everything, every word of what we said today, we dedicate it to you. We surrender it at your feet, and we ask you to do with it what you would. Yeah. Father, we trust you. We trust your leading. We trust your timing. And Father, we move forward with faith and confidence in what you are going to do. God, we give you all the praise, and we give you all the honor ahead of time for what you're going to do. And we look forward to be able to celebrate. We look forward to be able to, to just celebrate all the incredible things that you are doing and you have done. And so we love you, God. I pray that you be lifted up today in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said...